2: The cost is less than a beer at a bar and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to go to glow.fm slash savagepremium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much.
3: When I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on on the ground they decided that the best time to do that was as it got over water outside within our within 12 mile limit it successfully took it down and i want to compliment our aviators who did it and we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later thank you the, the same direction
0: you from your was from your national security. i told them to shoot it down on wednesday on wednesday but the recommendation they from said
2: michael to the- me let's wait till the safest place to do it welcome to the michael savage podcast Just last week, we watched a Chinese spy balloon directed to fly across the United States taking pictures of our most secretive ICBM sites, Air Force sites. And it was reported that it would be possible to be shot down once it went over the Atlantic Ocean. And I tweeted the Manchurian candidate after it sent all the data to China, they're going to shoot it down. Well, Sunday, the balloon was finally shot down after it was over the Atlantic Ocean. But I think the damage had already been done. Many people have uh, theorized that not only was this an intelligence run, but a possible test run for an EMP attack. I spoke to an astrophysicist, actually a very highly placed astrophysicist who prefers to remain anonymous, and he said before getting excited over about how this was a missed opportunity to collect intelligence, meaning from them, He said, please explain how the hell someone would capture a balloon like this. Please explain the physical principles and the hardware that would be involved. What would you capture it with? Now, a lot of people on Twitter said, oh, with a a hook on an airplane. You don't know what they're talking about. We talked to an expert, and he said that the balloon was shadowed by RC-135, joint rivet electronic warfare aircraft, as well as other ground and air-based assets while it was in CONUS airspace, it was undoubtedly imaged at high resolution, and every electronic peep it made was recorded by the United States. Also, communications from the balloon back to the control center were jammed. That's what we're hearing, meaning they may not have been able to send stuff back to China. I know you don't want to hear this, you want to hear that Biden screwed up, but we have very advanced capabilities. He said a huge amount of information about it was gleaned by observing at a close range for a week, meaning observed by us. He then said more information will be gleaned from the remains that were pulled out of the water. Even though falling into the water at terminal velocity is not soft by human standards, it is much softer than crashing at terminal velocity into the solid ground. He said that forensics on aircraft parts after a crash into the water is performed all the time. Remember the Space Shuttle Challenger crash, TWA Flight 800? And then he said, why do people have doom porn fantasies about EMPs on balloons? Putting a nuclear device on a balloon and letting the wind blow it around for 10 days with an uncertain trajectory is not exactly a high reliability strategic weapon. Furthermore, he said the 60 to 100,000 foot altitude range of these balloons is far too low to produce a major effect beyond a few hundred miles meaning with a nuclear blast. He said, and finally, why would an adversary detonate a nuclear weapon over our territory that would antagonize the majority of the civilian population, but wouldn't significantly reduce our military capability to retaliate? We would know exactly where the device came from. So that is his opinion. And then in addition to that, I have this for you. I recently spoke with Professor William Forschen author of the best selling book One Second After a novel about an unexpected electromagnetic pulse attack on the United States and it's about the effects of an EMP attack what happened to the Trump mandate i asked them to prepare our infrastructure against these type of attacks and he answers it in this podcast also the severity of EMP versus cyber attacks is discussed as well as how our key electrical systems are seriously outdated and what our global enemies should be worrying about. It's a very disturbing topic, but one that I think needs to be heard. So please settle back, pay close attention, and as always, thank you for listening to the Michael Savage Podcast. Please tell your friends. Well, today's a big topic. What would happen if Russia launched a cyber attack on the United States? Now, many of you say, well, that'll never happen. Oh, really? Look what's going on in Ukraine and Russia right now. We've had uh, Colonel McGregor on, who's talked about the the uh, uh, you know electronic warfare capabilities of Russia. But we have an expert on this issue right now, Dr. William Forshen, New York Times bestseller for his book One Second After. He holds a PhD in history from Purdue University, with specializations in military history and the history of technology. And he is currently a faculty fellow and professor of history at Montreat College near Asheville, North Carolina. Doctor, welcome to the program.
3: It's a pleasure to be with you, Michael.
2: I understand that Trump had a mandate
3: to prepare our infrastructure against these type of attacks. All right, Trump mandated three months before the end of his administration to do a major analysis by DOE, DoD, etc to come up with a master plan for addressing the issue of infrastructure security. On the day Biden became president with that slew of executive orders, one of them was to shut that study down. They haven't done
2: a damn thing. So they did this in order to promote so-called green energy?
3: Oh, yeah. We've got to have windmills.
2: Right. We We need windmills. Well, the windmills will stop incoming ICM's. you know when an ice, well, ice, I, ice coming uh, from 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 russia from uzbekistan the windmill will stop it i'm sure
3: oh yeah the blades will catch it
2: <laughs> your book one second after discusses the aftermath of an emp attack mm-hmm. but we do not hear what would happen during a major national cyber attack what would that be like
3: Recent, just look at events of the last couple of months. The attacks up on the substations in Washington, state of Washington. Yes. Where just a couple of bullets takes out a substation, uh, shutting off 100,000 people. Who who actually did that? Either local yahoos or a terrorist tryout. Mm. Domestic attacks
2: that we have experienced, you believe, are? Are not from Russia or a foreign agent, foreign player?
3: Yes, that's a big word. Yet,
2: <laughs> no, it's very political. So, who would it be? Anti-American domestic groups?
3: Well, you know, uh, my college. Got, well, to do five-second promo, we have an excellent program on cybersecurity. Got a hundred students in it. Hmm. You sit in their lab and watch real time as attacks are happening and then trying to stop them. We're under a constant siege. It's almost like the old days of the cavalry going forward to find a hole in the enemy's line and then push on through. Russia is openly saying they want to get us. So does China. So does Iran. So does North Korea. A major cyber attack shutdown could actually blow our entire grid offline. As i said for days even weeks or months mm-hmm. what happens to our society if you take electricity offline
2: mm-hmm. would an emp attack affect our electronic warfare capabilities as well
3: oh gosh yeah, emp is the big one electromagnetic pulse attack it's created by detonating three relatively small thermonuclear warheads about 250 miles above the United States. Oh, so, so, North I'm conf- Korea currently. I'm confusing the two. I'm confusing cyber
2: attacks, yeah, with EMP attacks. And EMP, okay. Yes.
3: Uh, there, there are two different ball games. One is created by detonating a small nuclear weapon, cyber attacks, as we're seeing now, is just somebody sitting at the computer and shutting things down. Hmm. Do you think,
2: do you think Russia's playing with any of our? systems because the LAX was shut down two weeks ago. Could that be Could that be Russia sending a message?
3: Yes. Yes. Could be the uh, FAA shut down last month. Look what it did. It was offline for three hours. It completely shafted the entire uh, airline industry in the United States.
2: The FAA, the the people who control the ins and outs of airplanes taking off and landing. Right. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Who did that? <laughs> you and me both. Who did? Well, it? of course, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, it seems to me that every time we announce we're going to send more weapons to Ukraine, Russia sends us a message.
3: Well, they're sending a message to us every day. Uh, come on, they're 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 rattling the nuclear uh, sab- uh saber. Yeah, they are openly saying if this goes much further. We will go.
2: Well, if their back is to a wall and all of NATO lines up against them without justifying or rationalizing Putin's behavior, uh, we have to say that studying history, we know
3: what he's going to do. Well, it's been that way throughout history, hasn't it? Yes. Um, nobody took Hitler serious in 1924. And look what he did 15 years later. Mm. Mein comp. Nobody took it seriously threats for the next 15 years, and he finally launches a world war that kills 60 million people. God.
2: You know, I am a member of a little organization called the Navy League. So every six months they send me a list a a magazine called Sea Power, and I just received mine. I was shocked. They go through every military system in the Navy from top to bottom, explaining in immense detail what the system is, what it does and who the manufacturer is. Why in the world are we publishing books such as this doctor?
3: Well, it, it's known whether they're publishing in the open or behind the scenes. Uh, the thing that scares me the most with cyber attacks, but one in a dozen things is that our electrical components on average, according to DOE, are 40 years old. Mm we are running an electrical system built in the 1970s, 1980s. Oh, boy. Take a key component offline. It takes two years from the time we order it till we get that component back in like a major transformer. Guess where they're made? China. Yep. Isn't that nice? Yes. You we gotta, have, I mean, uh, you got
2: to hand it to the know. Chinese government. They've been in the long game for a long time. And we've been involved in domestic and idiocy for a long time. And Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think this ends very well. And I don't know how we ever catch up when we're studying gender uh, affirming surgery instead of how to defend against an EMP or cyber attack, for example.
3: Well, I was just talking to a group of students this morning. I I teach at a college and I was like, yeah, take your uh, degree and Gender relationship studies of the 16th century, <laughs> take a degree in cybersecurity. Which one will guarantee you a job? Oh, Lord. It's all warped, Professor. It's all
2: warped. The whole system is warped, and it didn't start under Biden. This started long before Biden, but it seems to have metastasized into an overt, almost terminal cancer on the, under these last two years. And I don't want to drag you into my politics. But that's not the issue. The issue at hand is really what would happen if Russia launched a cyber attack on the United States. But it's not just Russia. What if China launched a cyber attack?
3: Well, where is Russia turning to to get a lot of its hardware now? Iran. Okay. Can we really see Iran as a friendly country across the last 40 years? They would love to get us. Uh, North Korea. North Korea is a player in this. And then, of course, all the rogue agencies. We have a hell of a lot of enemies out there. Michael
1: Savage, a host like no other.
2: The White House says three Chinese balloons flew over the U.S. during the Trump administration. Now, President Trump and former officials say that's absolutely not true. Look who appeared on your right shoulder, your
3: dog. Oh, that that's my guard dog. <laughs> oh, he's great.
2: What kind of dog is he?
3: Yeah, she's a golden doodle.
2: Oh, he's beautiful. She yeah, is. She's just be- a be- lo- I, I'm a poodle lover. I've been for years. Oh, my, good. My teddy good. passed away last year. Oh, yeah. 17 years. He was next to me day and night. <clears throat> so they are great guard dogs because they hear things we can't hear, for example.
3: Yeah, like especially when I'm trying to get a treat out of a bag.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have two of them, actually. Oh, that's beautiful. I miss, I miss Teddy. I Well, we won't talk about dogs, but, you know, in a strange way, we can talk about dogs, watchdogs, mm-hmm. in the sense that we're talking about cyber attacks. What are or what are the systems in place to detect a cyber attack? What are our watchdogs? Do we have distant early warning sensors that know an attack is coming?
3: Well, you know, <laughs> My college, for example, we have over 100 cyber majors now. You go and sit in their lab, and they'll put it up on the screen, live, real-time attacks coming in from any number of entities, from corporate attacks, private attacks, to, you know, potential military attacks. It's on all – we don't realize this is a war being fought right at this very moment. We have some good individuals in the the Space Force – and in DOD, but it can be overwhelming at times. I like to think we're doing some offensive actions ourselves, But are we? Do you think? Well, I don't know. That's classified. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <see> think <laughs> well, we'll have material. to turn to
2: We'll have to look inside Biden's Corvette for the answer.
3: <laughs> or <in> the basement <laughs> on oh, no. Hunter's laptop. Yeah, right.
2: Wait, what laptop? What are we talking about? There is no laptop. There's no Hunter Biden. It's all made up by the right wing. Yeah.
3: So you say it's ongoing. It's ongoing all the time right now. As you and I talk, there are attacks going on. Again, it's that analogy of a cavalry force in the old days going out to try and find the loophole and the defensive line and then punch through it. It's going on. All the time, and there's going on both sides, back and forth. Yes. Well, I don't know how much we're fighting back, but I. Uh, uh, one of the great examples. Do you remember Stitnex ten years ago? I do. And recall what happened. The Israelis hacked into the centrifuges for the Iranian nuclear program. They blew them offline. They didn't just blow them offline. They destroyed them just with a software glitch.
2: So the Israelis had better computer uh, um, experts than Iran did. Uh, I think so. Yes. Is it equipment or is it the personnel? It's the personnel. It's who's
3: better you at know, Yeah, it's a, who's behind the computer. The computer being the greatest thing in the world. If you got an idiot running it, it's not going to go anywhere. We have to have to train. It's estimated we need 30,000.
2: Doctor, in in our country, who would be the best computer hackers operating? They're certainly not working for the government. Who would they be working for? The porno industry?
3: They could be working for themselves, the porno industry. You know, let's be realistic. Where do we get quite a few recruits to do cybersecurity? The bad guys? We, we arrest some 19 year old kid and it's like, OK, we won't prosecute you. We'll give you a quarter of a million a year. Work for us. That's going on all the time.
2: No, but I'm saying so it's, it's of course, the younger kids are faster at this. They grew up with computers and that's the language they yes. speak. If mm-hmm. if we ever went to war, real war footing and there was conscription uh, where there was a, you know a draft you know, we'd have to pull people into this division. Where would they look for them? The cyber division. Where would they? <laughs> in their mother's basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, calling all mothers, searching the basement for it. <laughs> oh, that's pretty amazing. So, the best operators of this kind of stuff are are young young kids who yes. are very fast, agile, and this is the language they speak.
3: You know, uh, my cybersecurity program here at the college. They'll do war games several times a year where they will pit themselves against other colleges.
2: Interesting.
3: To go at each other the same way you and I used to play war games, you know, moving little pieces back and forth.
2: How many foreign students do you have in your program? Very <laughs> few. Are you? Al- are they allowed to enroll? Oh, sure. Oh, Lord. Here we go again. Yeah, but
3: very few, actually.
2: They're afraid of being outed. China yeah. stopped sending them because they know they're going to be tagged.
3: Well, our approach on this is: we're training the white hats to fight the black hats. We have kids with good moral background who are not necessarily hackers. Who we train them up to the top level to be cybersecurity experts. That America needs thirty thousand graduates in this area alone, hmm. rather than lesbian studies.
2: No, I hear you on on that <laughs> one. <laughs> You know, I'm listening to you. I'm learning things. So you have a program in this subject that Mo- is at Montreat College, Montreat College. yes. Mont- um, M-O-N-T-R-E-A-T. So let's say someone's listening to this show, this podcast, just, you know, cyber attacks. They can actually enroll in cyber what security? What are the courses? Cyber security. That's the program, cyber security? Yes, yes it is. Is it funded by the the government? Must get. Uh, we grants.
3: have some grants. We're building a 30 to 40 million dollar cyber center right now. Oh, well, good. We have not broken ground yet. But I was looking at the master plan this morning. This will be a major high tech training center. So we're not the only ones. There are no, others. Who has the, who has the most prominent in America
2: in this? Pro- the most what? The most prominent cyber security program in what college? In what college? <laughs>
3: Is you there me. I mean, well, okay. we're one of a dozen different colleges? So there are just familiar with mine.
2: Well, it's interesting because I'm only thinking about Iran sending a student, China sending a student, Israel sending a student. Wouldn't they be sending their students to our best colleges teaching cybersecurity?
3: Well, I don't know what's going on in Columbia or <laughs> University of Wisconsin. That oh, medicine. Lord. Yeah, uh, oh I don't know God. what's going on there.
2: Uh, I do know what's going on here. OK, interesting. Your answer says an awful lot that we don't have to go into. Yeah, I follow the I can follow the bouncing ball. Uh, you are, after all, in Asheville, North Carolina, which is close to Langley. So <laughs> I would assume <laughs> I, I would assume that you have some friends in high places. A couple. Good. <laughs> do you feel secure with our cybersecurity program, doctor?
3: I feel secure with my particular cybersecurity program but as a national level I don't feel secure at all.
2: Mhm. Well okay so average person listening intelligent person worried about everything on earth from heart attacks to cancer to uh poisons and jello what <laughs> what, what in the world can they do in their own home Let's say there's a cyber uh, event No, I want to go to the EMP event. You you must know an awful lot about that. Is there anything we? What could we do in our houses? Should there be an EMP attack? Anything?
3: This will take a couple minutes to answer. Good. All right. My girlfriend and I were playing Jenga last. You know Jenga, where you put the wooden blocks on top of each other. And you build and a you tower say, and you're you don't you're not saying gender like at Columbia, are no, you? No, no. Jenga. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's a game where you pull <laughs> and finally everything is balanced on one little wooden block. All right. OK. Pull that block out. The tower collapses. Pull the electricity off our system. The entire tower collapses. Everything collapses. If we pull electricity out of the system. Electricity is the fundamental building block.
1: The Savage Nation, it's Savage On Demand.
0: Good morning. Amid strong Republican criticism of how President Biden has handled the Chinese spy balloon, the administration says China did the same thing three times during the Trump
3: administration.
2: So if we, no. if they blow an EMP, uh, uh, a nuke in the atmosphere,
3: what happens?
2: It fries our electrical grid?
3: Absolutely. Uh, let me present you with a question. How many people you think would die in the first five minutes? If all the electricity in the United States shut off. So first I would think hospitals. No, no, what airlines, would, airline, they'd go to fall out of the sky. Doesn't matter if you have a Sully up in the front seat, uh, <laughs> you get a fair number of our airplanes today, fully computerized control. If you short those, it. you got a brick. So, Interesting! wow, a couple hundred thousand people would die in the first five to ten minutes from airplanes falling out of the sky. Well, the like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Remember that that stuff? Number one, water. Where are you going to get your water? If suddenly the pumps in New York City and elsewhere go offline, there's yeah, no all
2: pool. of our reservoirs are run off computerized pumping systems, even in the county I live in. I've right. seen, i mean i've seen publications of it
3: so you lose water that becomes a primary issue and I, I i hate to interrupt but that is that the dog that you lost last year that i'm seeing up on the left-hand side of the yes, screen yes that's teddy oh that is a sweet dog yeah i wrote okay. a book oh, about. <laughs> no no we're dog lovers hold on
2: i'll show you something else i wrote a book dedicated to him before he um. Went across the Rainbow Bridge, and uh, here it is. Here it is. You know, when you need things, you can't find them. So a few before, <coughs> I wrote this book. Oh, oh my gosh, Hetty and me, Confessions of a Service Human. Oh, and the pictures are astounding. I think you'll appreciate all the pictures. I, I should get you a copy. But so toward the end we had pictures taken in my local favorite Basque restaurant mm-hmm. of him and I at the bar. And I wrote the captions such as, oh, I've got to get you a copy of this. Please. Those old. Uh, guys sure had an eye, I'm showing a painting. So then we go into a bar. At the Basque restaurant <clears throat> and in the first drink, doctor,
3: What are you showing me Uh, i'm just showing you my other oh sweetie oh oh god she runs our life (laughs) so here we go
2: it's number two teddy and away we go so here's the second vodka oh so i wrote that caption (laughs) then then, ted i'm feeling no pain to use a jackie gleason quote (laughs) and he's looking right at me look at this dog he's getting it you know know how they are how smart these are and then finally and to all a good night ted did you call uber
3: oh <laughs> oh god you look, must miss her look at that face right i know i know i look at the same type of face every day yeah these poodles are astounding they're too smart sometimes
2: well anyway i loved him 17 years you know it's a long time i know they know everything i'm going to show you one last picture then we'll get sure. back to serious stuff so the great, by the way, the pet photographer was Vince Ramini, who the publisher sent out. He loves dogs and he did books on dogs. So he caught stuff that I couldn't believe. There's one picture I have to show you. We shouldn't we shouldn't be doing this. We should be talking about serious. No, no,
3: no. This, this, <laughs> I it, love learning
2: this about you. Well, wait a minute. There's this one picture I have to Here it is. Tell me what you see in this picture. Because this was an odd picture.
3: Are you sitting in bed together with the dog reading next to you? Yeah, but what's that object that he's staring at in front of the paper? I, I can't tell. Uh, I, I, I can't discern what it is. It's a loaded shotgun. <laughs> Locked
2: and loaded, ready for bed. I, I, <laughs> I, I staged the picture because he never saw me put a shotgun in the bed. I'm not crazy. Uh, <laughs> But I, I staged it. I said, Vince, wait, let me get a shotgun on the bed. The minute it was put on the bed, there was Teddy like, what the hell is that doing here? That's not a, sh- a fuzzy little thing. I can't eat it. I can't sniff it. No, so anyway, we had a lot of fun together. He was the first service animal here in the Bay Area because I took him into restaurants before before service dogs were permitted. There was no such thing as a service dog. And my friend's. A few of them own restaurants and they would say screw the government we don't care who comes and bring the dog and i prefer him to, to the customers i have
3: anyway well, I, yeah they're great they're great my my uh, my dogs are being trained as service dogs because uh my girlfriend is a union psychologist and she uses them in therapy with children in- interesting yeah, it is so anyhow we're going to run out of water okay so, water 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 my new jersey the accent water all right <laughs> do you remember sandy 2012 yes you know new york city gets blown on, on. yes within a <coughs> day people were lined up around the block at mcdonald's waving hundred dollar bills just to get some hamburgers i get and it. the manager's going i can't take your money nothing works so this is the hierarchy of needs water oh. is number one oh, number boy. two medication Think of everybody on medication from mm. painkillers, the pancreatic enzymes. Oh, my God. People running down the streets then,
2: screaming, <clears throat> looking for a fix. They can't get their drugs.
3: Well, oh. well about two percent of the population are on serious mental disorder medications. Aren't, aren't they all in the government? Well, washington would be very much washington would be a lot of fun to watch the day after. i think the whole state department would shut down
2: <laughs> i they look shut at the down with a five minute blip yeah I, I look at the things they say and do i mean they it looks like a madhouse to me okay so you're making a good point the world <laughs> comes to an end luckily i have a home not too far from this house i'm in at the top of a mountain with its own um, internal underground spring that fills a well year-round, even in the drought, that well will collect spring water. I've had it tested, and the only only contaminant is E. coli from animal dropping runoff. So if I boil the water, I can drink the water. That's about it. The Savage
1: Nation, it's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw.
2: So, Dr. Florshen, how would you conclude this interview about a cyber or EMP attack on the United States? What would be your final words?
3: We need a change of administration. (laughs) Okay, got it. I'm serious because we're not doing the one. Hardening the infrastructure—we're not doing it. Two, uh, a more robust cybersecurity program—we need to do that both private and public. Those are the two main things that I want, but I'm not seeing it, and it's—it's it's very, very worrisome for me.
2: Well, everyone has to worry about something. At least you have something real to worry. Yeah. About.
3: But uh, I'd much rather spend the day playing with my dogs. <laughs> and sitting up at two in the morning going, my God, this whole thing could go down. What do you think are the major issues here? Is it the administration? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll throw the question to you. Oh, what no. do you think we should? Do? Well, Biden is practicing a
2: scorched earth policy against America on every level, from our grade schools to our graduate schools. That summarizes. Mm-hmm. That summarizes the problem he has a band of merry pranksters who are all stoned out of their minds with hatred for every system in the country and um, there's nothing i can do about it and, and i can only say to you that from grade schools to graduate schools they have perverted virtually everything they have uh, gone near i don't know how we ever survive this and i i generally try to be optimistic on those notes i will leave you unless you have some final word for
3: the audience I think it's essential for every citizen to be prepared personally for a shutdown that could go for a day, a week, a month, or for years. And that means very basic things like putting a good supply of water in your house. If you have medication, get it updated and find legal ways to possibly go to a six month supply Mm. food. That's the third factor. And then the fourth factor is personal security. And what I always try to emphasize there is if you're going to go and get a firearm, be trained. You don't want to wind up like Alex Baldwin. (sighs) You need to be trained because too many people buy a gun. They don't know how the hell to use it correctly. Right? So it's those things, water, food, also heat source. I mean, up here in the North, they're, they're, they're going to get clobbered this weekend. Suppose you don't have any electricity. Your heat is gone. You're freezing within 24 hours. Find Have a safe, secure heat source as well. And I'd ask you back, Michael, what are you doing? It'd be I, I'm very curious about this. You're on top of it. What things are you doing to be secure <laughs> yeah, you can talk about?
2: <laughs> I'm kind of an optimist pessimist. Uh, yeah, I, have, same here. I, I know people who are pessimistic about everything, about the future, who were once optimistic. I'm older, I don't see it all coming down and collapsing. I actually believe that that won't happen. That's a willful deceit on my part in order to be able to turn Mm -hmm. it off. And it's a willful deceit in order to be able to turn it all off. You know, I cannot walk around fearing the worst. I cannot live that way. So I take reasonable precautions with my health, for example. I mean, I I, I eat largely a vegan diet because I had a heart, you know, condition a couple of years ago. So I'm a nutritionist. I watch what I eat. I take my nutrients. I drink good water. I don't drink alcohol to excess. Of course, let's define excess at another time. (laughs) But my body talks to me about things like that. I know when I'm going over the edge. So I talk to God a lot. I pray to God a lot. I pray. I hope He hears me. I hope that He's up there in cyberspace. And that he listens and that there's a guidance. Um, I'm deeply religious in that sense, because I don't believe (laughs) I do not believe we're alone. And I do not believe we're here by accident. And I don't mean this for all people. I believe that some of us were put here for a purpose. Yes. But not all of us. And I think, unfortunately, there are some very evil people who were put here for a purpose. And that was to destroy God's earth and destroy uh, God's children. And unfortunately, too many of them are in the Biden administration. I have no other way to put it. So what motivates me to continue working at at my stage of life? The answer is, I feel that a little information goes a long way. But if we overly frighten people, Dr. Forsyth, they're not going to listen to us. They're going to turn the show off.
3: Well, you know, that's my attitude as well. I go, I have to look at a lot of very dangerous, dark things. If I set up every night at two in the morning, staring at the ceiling and clutching my dog and shaking, (laughs) I'm not effective. And I have a deep religion as well. I have a great saying, God looks out for drunks, fools in the United States of America. So I'm covered on all counts. Wow,
2: I love that. Drunks, uh, fools, God looks out for drunks, fools in the United States of America. Does uh, Hunter
3: Biden know that? (laughs) <laughs> no he doesn't i wish he would turn to god but um, we can't be arrested by that we have to keep up on our daily function in life of loving our kids me teaching college i mean that's the joy of my day going in and working with a bunch of young people i would
2: imagine that's beautiful. fired up about- that's beautiful i think that's a great and noble profession uh, that's
3: how many years how many years have you been teaching how
2: how many years have you been
3: teaching i taught public schools for 10 years and i quit before i killed the administration i went back to graduate school i had to get away it was driving me nuts public Mm -hmm. education Mm -hmm. and got my phd and i've been 30 years Thirty years teaching college now, and loving oh, I, every
2: minute. I pray it. to God that you live to the age of Moses and continue to do your great work. And Doctor Forshan, is there any website or uh, such that people can find out more about you and your work?
3: Uh, actually, go to the college website. They have information there. Anybody gets interested in maybe their son or daughter going to cybersecurity? Check why? Out my why are you website. not selling?
2: Why are you not selling anything? And normally, if a guest comes on a podcast, they have websites, programs, they have watches up their arm, uh, vitamins, vitamins, vitamins to sell us, pillows, all sorts of things. Uh, you're the. I'm sorry. You're the author of one second after the name is f-o-r-s-t-c-h-e-n fortune correct correct is that and is I, that a dutch it, or german pronunciation
3: uh, name uh, A german. Uh, german pronunciation is faster dr Thairstre. fortune thank you for your time god bless you for getting the word out
2: thank you so much and take care of those poodles
3: uh, i shall they're, they're the loves of my life friend. thank you so much okay goodbye bye
1: Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation.
2: Last Saturday on Newsmax's show, The Count, I talked about how Biden acted after the balloon crossed the United States, and it was exactly like Obama practically gave one of our most advanced drones to Iran without so much as a peep. This is Michael Savage. Thank you for listening.
0: Now we're joined by Dr. Michael Savage, host of the Michael Savage podcast. He's also the author of the book, Our Fight for America, The War Continues. And Dr. Savage, I wanna get your reaction to Biden's response here because we had military analysts on earlier in this show mentioning that this should have been shot down before it even got over the continental US. And here they are celebrating that it was shot down after it seemingly might've completed its mission over the Atlantic Ocean.
2: Thanks, Radic. Look, if Biden had been president when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor in 1941, we'd all be speaking Japanese. In addition to open borders, we now have open skies under this clown, pathological liar that he is. The man is a pathological liar. Everyone knows the surveillance balloon should have been shot down over the Aleutian Islands. Anyone with a minimal education understands that. That's number one. Number two, it's much worse than we think when this first started i put this up on twitter six hours ago forgive me for my excesses but i tend to think in a different way than people in the news business maybe i jump to conclusions but i'll ask the question is he the manchurian candidate he said shoot it down after it sent all the data back to beijing well that's after the fox ate the chickens go and tell the people with the guns to kill the fox i don't believe a word of this this is equivalent to what Obama did, and I remember it, I wrote about it, I was on the radio at the time, I talked about it. Remember what Obama did? We sent them the shiniest, newest drone in our arsenal and it landed in Iran without a scratch on it like a new Buick in a showroom? Where do you think Iran became so advanced in the drone business? It's from our technology. So this party yeah, called the Democrat Party is a party filled with traitors from top to bottom. Perverts, criminals and traitors. Now I'm gonna go to the next step without getting excited because I know I'll be uh, stepping on some toes here and I don't wanna do that. They don't have to shoot down drones. They don't have to have drones uh, given to them. They don't have, have to have balloons over our uh, bases. They could just read it in our military books. Look what I got in the mail. No one even knows what this is. I'm a member of the Navy League for years. And I get these books. And I look at it with a wonderment. I can't believe it. It lists every piece of military equipment that the U.S. Navy has, it lists all of our bases, where they are, and how many planes and ships are in them. It shows every one of our pieces of military equipment in the U.S. Navy down to pretty good detail. It shows things that you cannot believe, and I got it in the mail. Strike Fighter Squadron, it shows the number of planes, where they're located. I got it in the mail. Now, if I'm getting it in the mail, here's a nice one, Logan, that no one's ever seen. Airborne radar systems. Here it is with pictures and quite a few details for our friends around the world. (laughs) So, Logan, people are not gonna believe what I'm showing them. I didn't steal this book. I got it in the mail. It was sent to me because I'm a member of the Navy League. I'm sure that there are spies in America who also received this book. And here is a picture of our leadership. You're not gonna believe this one, Logan. If you were an enemy of America, wouldn't you like to see who the leaders are, the military leaders? Well, here they are. Here's their pictures and their names and where they live, Logan. Isn't that nicely provided? And it goes all the way up to the commander in chief himself, Joey Biden, the commander in grief. And there's the genius secretary of defense, Lord Austin himself. I don't call him Lloyd Austin, he's Lord Austin. This is a a nightmare that people should not turn away from and say it's yesterday's news. So let's remember this. It appeared over the Aleutian Islands. How did it even get that far? If it was a Russian, Satellite, it would have been shot down, wouldn't it? Well, why do we let a Chinese satellite go over the Aleutian Islands without uh, shooting it down? And what about the communist dictator of Canada, for those of you who listen to Newsmax in Canada, who I called uh, Falstow, not Trudeau? What did the Canadians do to shoot this down on the Falstow, the communist up there? Now, what happened afterwards? Biden shoots down balloon with missile, destroying all all useful information inside the balloon or in the equipment in the balloon the data in the balloon so you can't even reverse engineer it you can't capture the spy data it's too late so that's why they waited if you want to go paranoid and you want to write a novel you couldn't do a better job so you have a manchurian candidate who's own lock stock and barrel by the communist chinese they tell him shoot it down after it passes through the United States make believe you don't know anything about it that doesn't fly with the American people even the morons in the media were asking questions so they give him a new line today oh, I authorize shoot it down on Wednesday when it's safe and Lord Austin says I waited until it was over the Atlantic Ocean because I cared about the safety of the American people well tell us about the southern border with gangbangers and fentanyl coming in, Lord Austin. That's what you should be worried about. It's a nightmare from top to bottom. Open skies, open borders. It's a nightmare that we're all living through. And it's Biden, Biden himself, who's in charge of all of this. He may be the Manchurian candidate, in my humble opinion. Or if it's not the Manchurian candidate, then maybe they're using these old pipes to smoke the same stuff that the ancestors of those now running china used to smoke get it because somebody's smoking something
0: you know dr savage again they're beating their chests over we shot this balloon down but again like you and i pointed out the aleutian islands probably the best spot to do that before it went all the way over the country and transmitted who knows what information back to the communist Chinese. Dr. Michael Savage, host of the Michael Savage podcast. Always great to see you. And thanks for your insight tonight.
2: I will send a bunch of these to the White House. Maybe they can use them. Maybe they could put them to use.
0: (laughs) But those aren't the crack pipes that their government was giving out at one point. I don't know, maybe they modified them.
2: Maybe they reverse engineered the (laughs) opium pipes and made them into crack pipes. What do I know?
0: Uh, Always great to have you on. Dr. Savage, good to see you.
2: Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts, as well as some premium content from our Savage archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.